0: I will rely mostly on on you, uh, members and co-chairperson, because uh, uh, I couldn't be part of the meeting last week. Uh, You are most welcome, and I declare the meeting officially open. Um, I'll quickly jump to the second item on the agenda, which is the Parliament's uh, budgetary challenges uh, briefing, we are receiving a briefing by National Treasury. I don't know who's leading uh, the team. National Treasury, Team Treasury? Good afternoon. Chairperson
1: and Honourable Members, um, this is Mampo Modise. I will be leading the National Treasury
2: team. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Uh,
0: Mampo. Chair, you are muted. I was asking Cindy to flag your slides so that we can share with the members? Okay, Ms Modise will be sharing the presentation. Pardon? Ms Modise will be sharing the presentation on behalf of Treasury. Yes, but yes. can you can you flag her, her, her slides, her presentation? That sent us a PDF, Chair, so the agreement with Treasury is that Ms Modise herself will share the presentation. Okay, can you do that, uh, please, Mampo?
1: Yes, ma'am, I can definitely do that. Thank you. You can talk over now. Um, Thank you, Chairperson, and thank you so much for the invitation. I'm just sharing the slides now.
2: Can the honorable members see the slides?
3: Not yet. We can see you, not the slides.
4: <laughs>
0: now? Yeah. OK. But I'm you, thinking so. It's so. Sorry, Chair. You, you need to do something about it. It's so busy. What do you see from your side?
1: I see, I see everything. I just need to change my display. I yes. uh, see yes. Settings. Sorry, just give me a moment.
5: Go to slideshow.
1: No, no, no. So if I go to slideshow, it will show you what you don't want to
0: see. Mm. <laughs> what is it that we don't want to see? <laughs> the, <tomorrow>. the way <laughs>
1: Wait, I'm sorting it out. I promise, I promise, I promise. Display. Uh, I'm just gonna make everything one screen, not two screens. Yes. And then I'm going to share again. Is this better, Chairperson?
2: This is better,
1: I think you can see.
2: see.
1: Perfect. All right. Perfect. Um, Thank you so much, Chair. Um, This is Mampo Modise, and part of my team um, is Mr. Edgar Sishi and Ms. Gillian Wilson, who will be assisting me with the difficult question that the committee is going to have at the end. So basically, our request was just to um look at the parliament budget and to try and explain to members, you know, how we came about this budget and what was the thinking process regarding this budget. Chairperson um, and Honourable Members, please allow me to just go through the thinking. I won't take long, but the thinking of how we do the budget and how we come up to the numbers that we um, we come up to, and then um, after that brief discussion, I will then zoom in into Parliament um, presentation. So basically, um, Chairpersons and Honorable Members, what we look at when we do the budget, we are guided by the Money Bill Amendment uh, Procedure and Related Matters Act. But basically, what this does is that um, it asks the executive to put together proposals of what we think um, is the best fiscal position for the state or for government and then we present that to Parliament. And basically, there's different committees that are responsible for different roles um, in terms of looking at these uh, presentation that we do. So um, the Minister of Finance, basically, um, will present this at the time of the budget and um, different committees, as I say, will play a different role. What we have realized, committee members and chairperson, is that we um, need to work much closer with the portfolio committees <clears throat> Sorry, and the um, standing committee on appropriation so that um, the information that we provide to the standing committee, especially in terms of the spending patterns of the departments, our quarterly report, we should actually start sharing those with the portfolio committee so that they have a good idea of the spending patterns of the different departments. So in terms of looking at the budget, the first step was um, looking at the fiscal framework, and this was approved by parliament. And then from there, we look at the division of revenue. Basically, how do we take the government resources and allocate them in the different spheres, which would be national, provincial, and local government. And then thirdly, which is where we are, we are at the appropriation bill phase where we look at these um, resources that were allocated at a national level. How do they then be split between the different votes? Um, Basically what, um, this is just a a formal um, description of what the appropriation bill entails, but basically honorable members and chairpersons, the main thing is that what goes into the thinking. So in the 2020 MTBPS, which was presented in October, um, National Treasury or government or um, the executive for the National Treasury presented a fiscal framework where we're trying to um, stabilise the debt and reduce the cost of borrowing. And what we did was to present a fiscal framework that basically proposed reductions in the wage bill and um, reduce non-interest expenditure, especially looking at um, current expenditure, but what we tried to do was to protect the um, spending on infrastructure. So capital transfers and other things that are capital intensive, we didn't reduce their budgets, but we also um, allocated funds for the infrastructure funds to try and boost economic growth, and with these measures, we thought we would be putting our country in a more um, sustainable path. So, at the time of the budget 2021, we basically executed um, these proposals. Where the the fiscal strategy basically is just to make sure that we stabilize our debt, and then we promote um, economic growth. And also, there were quite a lot of resources that were allocated to. The the public health services to deal with the pandemic. And as I said earlier, we had to look at how do we then improve the composition of spending where we make sure that um, most of the spending goes to capital rather than spending going to um, uh, current expenditure. So honorable members um, and chairperson, this is just the slide that shows you what we had to do in order to um, stabilize the debt and make sure that we set our country in a more sustainable path. So the slide here, it basically shows what we thought was going to be the baselines. And that was in 2020 budget, vis-a-vis what is in the appropriation bill in 2021. So the difference is basically what was preliminary allocated um, to the different different departments last year vis-a-vis what is now currently allocated in the in the appropriation bill for this year so basically um chairperson and honorable members how you can interpret these numbers is that Last year, when we gave an indicative allocation for 2021-22, we said the Department of Planning, Monitoring, and Evaluation will be allocated 524. But this year, um, after implementing the proposals to stabilize the fiscal framework, um, Department of Planning and Monitoring the proposal in the Appropriation Bill is now 454. So this means that 70.3 million was removed from the indicative baseline that was given to the department last year. And if you look at the share of reductions to the allocation, basically it's just the seventy point three million divided by the 454. So this shows, it tries to um, basically um, standardize the interpretation of this. So it just shows you that relative to the amount that they were supposed to get Pardon me,
2: the
0: Rambo, Rambo, I, know your, I know your voice is soft but you are request us to to raise it okay raise sorry is this okay.
1: better now yeah continue thanks chair. so basically um the the the, re, the percent reduction to baseline just shows you how Um, how much the departments were or their baselines were reduced by relative to what they were supposed to get. So the department that got the biggest reductions was the Department of Planning and Monitoring where 15,5% was reduced from their indicative budget. And because today we're focusing on parliament, parliament would be um, the line that is highlighted um, or it's in red um, font. And basically um, for parliament, the reductions were 8.7% of what their indicative allocation was at the time of the 2020 um, budget. But if you look, chairperson and honorable members, there's other departments where there is significant um, reductions. If you look at departments such as correctional services, police, and um, justice and constitutional development, they have seen um, significant reductions. and this is mainly because, um, Chair, these departments are compensation-heavy. So as I said, we tried to reduce um, the compensation by making sure that there are no salary increases in um, the state. So the departments that you see here are departments that are compensation-driven, and therefore, there will be significant um, increases in their budget. However, Chairperson, there's other departments where the reductions are not as large as other departments. And this would be the two groups of departments where we had to um, look at their service delivery content and look at whether it aligns with um, the president. Plan to boost economic growth. So, if you look in this slide, Chairperson and Honorable Members, you have departments here that are one um, economic growth uh, drivers. So, departments such as environmental affairs, small businesses, agriculture, those are the departments that. are implementing some of the structural reforms that are there to boost economic growth. But you also have departments where they are infrastructure heavy, and I'm looking here at public works, I'm looking at transport, I'm looking at water and sanitation. So those are the departments where we um, we preserved their spending on infrastructure. That's why you can see their reductions are not as large as the departments that are compensation heavy. And chairperson, um, we also have departments such as social development where um, we had to preserve some of these um, reductions because of the implications that this will have um, in terms of poverty. So as much as um, Treasury and and the executive was criticised vary for the below inflation increases in social development, but we did really try to preserve some of these reductions from um, social development to take that into consideration. Then chairperson and honorable members, there were departments that um, received funding and those departments was the Department of Health, and this was for COVID vaccination program as well as um, allocations to provinces to deal with the potential third and fourth waves. The National Treasury's budget was increased by $5 billion, um, and this is for the land bank. But, of course, this is still preliminary. We're still discussing this with the Understanding Committee on appropriation of course, and then depending on what they approve, this amount will be allocated to the National Treasury. And the biggest allocation, um, Chairperson and Honorable Members, is in the public enterprises. And this is 31 billion, and this is mainly um, for ESCOM. So Chairperson, I think in the context of these budget reductions that I've discussed, this slide just gives the implications of these um, budget reductions for the state as a whole. So basically, the biggest one that we have picked up across the different departments is that the filling of vacant posts and their operational budget will certainly be impacted. But with specifics to peace and security, the different ratios and um, chairperson will be impacted. We're looking at, you know, the recruitments of the young and physically active force will definitely be impacted looking at the defense review and the inability for the defense force to implement the defense review and um, is also something that we had to take into consideration then there's other issues um, chairperson
2: that will definitely be um, impacted now we're looking at things like Uh, international organizations, we're looking at funding for TVETs as well as
1: NSFAs, so there's a lot of implications that um, we needed to make sure that the Parliament knows with this fiscal consolidation. But I think what is core is that um, we believe as the executive that if we don't have fiscal consolidation now, then our problems will be much bigger in two years to come. So we rather feel the pain now and make sure that three years from now, our path is much better. And then we can start um, looking at um, more additional funding if the um, economy improves. So I think the the reason why we brought these implications is so that parliament um, is given all the different options um, and implications so that when they consider what we have um, submitted they have uh, a broad view of what the consequences are for each option. So just zooming into um, parliament Honourable Members, we have had several meetings with um, Parliament just to discuss some of these implications specifically for for Parliament. So these are just the numbers that shows um, how much these reductions are and the composition of these reductions. So um, Chairperson and Honourable Members, in terms of Parliament for um, this in twenty in 2021 and 22 the proposed reductions um are about 195.29 and basically i think um without even spending time in looking at the numbers the main message here is that um the the compensation of employees was the category that was Concentrated at where we thought, if Parliament followed the government um, decisions to freeze salaries and not have salary increases, they will be able to absorb these budget reductions within their compensation, um, their compensation baseline, but also their reductions in terms of goods and services. And um, to assist Parliament into dealing with those goods and services reductions, the core they. Would have been to um, implement some of the cost containment measures um, and continue with some of the um, virtual meetings and um, reduce transportation costs. So, basically, um, Chairperson, the biggest impact for Parliament on these budget reductions will be the filling of vacant positions and also how does Parliament then deal with um, the fact that currently, as things stand, the allocations are less than the the headcount. So if you look at the Parliament budget, what is allocated to them for compensation of employees um, is much less than the warm bodies that they have in Parliament. So we looked at uh, several things that um, could assist, but most of these will have consequences, of course, but it's something that should be um, considered. So the first thing is that because there was a 6% salary adjustment um, for Parliament last year, it basically complicated, um, it made the budget, um, the gap even larger. So basically when we were having these discussions with parliament, what we said uh, much earlier on is that there should be a reconsideration of the 6% salary adjustment. If it was possible, then um, parliament should have um, aligned the salary increases to that of the executive i know i mean um, Parliament is its own arms of um, it's its own arm of state, but in terms of or in the situation that we are at it would have been why it would have been better for parliament to um to have no salary increases just to to reduce the 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 gap. And what has also transpired is that because the reductions were across the board, it would be difficult for parliament to shift some of the operational budget inputs and services to um, compensation of employees. But if parliament can identify some of those savings in that category, Then, of course, um, Treasury will then have to assist them that they can move the money to deal with the wage bill, with the wage bill um, pressures. But what is core is that even if there was a 6% increase last year, which increased the gap, what Parliament has to do going forward is to make sure that any salary adjustments um, are within the baseline that they have. So um, in terms of the national, uh, in terms of um, the executive, we're currently, of course, in the negotiations, but basically the proposal is that for the next three years, there will be no salary increases and mainly because we are trying to make sure that um, we do consolidate. So parliament should consider aligning the, the processes to that of the, of the executive. So um, another option that Parliament has and we have been discussing is the possibility of early retirement. Um, we They have been speaking to the DPSA, but because um, Parliament does not form part of the um, the Public Service Act, then it meant that they will have to do or they'll have to introduce their own early retirement program. But we're trying to work with um, Parliament to determine what the liability is or how much it's going to cost, what are the number of people that um, qualify for this, but also what the number of people that are interested to take this early retirement. And also we have to find The money, uh, first of all, we're going to have to look at, of course, within the budget of parliament, but also we will have to see overall whether um, the money is significant, but also how do we then um, find money to deal with or to pay the liability. If there's only two people who are interested in the Early retirement is not going to save a lot of money. Therefore, probably we will um, just use the Parliament budget um, to deal with that. So it will depend on the magnitude or the quantum of this um, liability. Another issue that um, we've picked up that is costing um, Parliament is the issue of uh, permit contributions. And if you just look at this, Honourable Members, these are just the numbers to show what was budgeted for and what um, Parliament actually spent on permit contributions. And as you see, since 2017 18, there has been an over expenditure on this line item. And um, Parliament did work with the National Treasury in 2018 already, but we did respond. Um, Minister and Cabinet at that time um, did respond to Parliament um, highlighting why the National national Fair will not be able to absorb um, this liability. And we have been working with the team to figure out a much better way um, to deal with these liabilities. And also basically how do we want um, ensure that PAMED is, is, is sustainable and is able to care um, for its former members like any other uh, medical aid scheme. So, the best thing or what we're considering now is how do we make sure PAMED is sustainable and also looking at whether we cannot move these liabilities to um, the different provinces, where it should be in provinces, and all of that. But I think that is still a um, work in progress that we have to um, consider. So basically, this is just a slide that gives a detail on how um, Parliament in the past used to absorb these um, budget pressures. And basically, um, because Parliament is its own arm um, of state, um, the appropriations that are given to Parliament, they don't have to um, submit the money back into the National Revenue Fund at the end of the year. But um, Parliament has used most of these surpluses to deal with the pressures such as the honorariums for the exiting MPs, they had to deal with the continuous budget reductions from the past, they also had to fund um, permit um, um, shortfall. So basically, they have used most of the um, surpluses to try and deal with the budget pressures. And currently, they no longer have the leeway or the surpluses um, to deal with with these spending pressures. So, um, Chairperson, I think that is the proposals and um, the summary of... Um, the presentation, the implications of um, the budget reduction for parliament, and some of the proposals that National Treasury has discussed with um, parliament just to try and ease the the budget reduction pressures.
2: Um, Thank you, Chairperson.
0: Thank you very much, uh, Mampo, on behalf of Treasury. Members, can you please indicate by raise of your hand uh, those that want to engage? I see Honorable Mulecani.
3: Check could you record uh, me as well? I'm trying to raise my hand.
0: Pardon? Thank you. you that?
3: No, Chair, I was well, trying to wait, raise my hand. There's it's...
0: somebody who has talked uh, it's Singh, oh, Sing. raise okay. my hand yeah, please. Okay, Honourable Madi, Honourable Singh. Uh, is that all, Cindy? You, do you have any other hand? That you see? Okay, Honourable Miletani.
6: Uh Thank you, coach let me first start by acknowledging the presentation by the national treasury on slide 14 uh, it says that the parliament will not be uh, will not be able to fill the to fill in vacant positions uh, due to budget redu- uh, reductions i just want to find out to national treasury that is this not a uh, a way of maybe setting the parliament for failure, or maybe to make it to be to be redundant. On the slide fifteen that follows, there uh, she explained that uh, there is a discussions that is taking that is taking place between the parliament and the and the, and the national treasury, whereby they are busy discussing uh, some of the things that they are discussing, determ- uh, determining the liability. Uh, number of people eligible versus people uh, uh, interested going on, uh, on 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 uh, I don't know on, on a what. But uh, now what I want to find out is that uh, how is the discussion going on, and is there any good progress in the discussion to bear the good fruits at the end? Thank you, Coach. Thank you, Honorable Mulezzani.
0: Uh, Honorable Khadebe. Dr. Khadebe, you can keep your,
7: your video off
0: you. if it's disturbing you.
7: Yeah, it's definitely disturbing me. Uh, Honorable Kutcher person, first of all, a person would like to appreciate the presentation from the Treasury. And then I think that as the parliamentarians, we must look objectively to the conditions which we are faced with. You can see that from the presentation we had, there are cuts across the board because of the economic situation we're in. But what, what, what is important is that the parliament is an arm of state of which for it to execute its duty, it must be able to be properly resourced. I can make a very simple example here, Chair, is that when you compare ourselves to the other parliaments, you find that the MPs themselves are supported big time. You find that the person will have a legal advisor dedicated to him or her, a researcher dedicated to him or her. So what happens here is that if, are, if there are further cuts like the one we're seeing, eight months, the parliament will be limping from one position to the other position. So the moral of the story here is that, one, the part of parliament in this budget, you can see that it is 8.7, whereas the contraction of the economy is estimated to be at 7.8. So the question is, why is this cut so deep? I can see the other departments, their cuts, we appreciate that those which are going to roll out infrastructure the cut was not as deep, but the parliament must also have fallen on that category because as an Amos State Chair, really we need to do our job. If you can go to the Zondo Commission, everyone is complaining that the parliament was sleeping. But when you look at the work of parliamentarians, really, for how many researchers do we have as the committee? The committee will have only one researcher, one content advisor. How many members are are going to be to be helped by these people. There are so many, whereas compared to, so, with this cut, with this cut to the bone, when is the treasure go to take parliament serious? I, I really, I think that the time has come uh, that the parliament was taken serious. When you go, go to speak about issues, like the issue of permit, the issue of payment is killing parliament itself. You find that it is a close medical aid, but whereas, it benefits the few, but who are these few people are being, who are benefiting? You find that these are the judges. I'm not casting aspirations on them. I think that the parliament is high time now, it really resolved this problem once and for all, because uh, really we cannot, because if you can look at the books of parliament, it is not a going consent, to be honest. So on that regard, Chair, I think that I appreciate this, but the other issue shall raise. When you go to this issue of public service itself, there's almost no increment for the public service. But from the beginning of the slide, it was very clear that the, the labor and the business was consulted. Why is the labor feeling so aggrieved if they have agreed to that? Thank you, Chair.
0: Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Khadebe. Uh, Honorable co-chairperson, do you want to come now or you can come later? L- let me come after all the members of Make their inputs. I think that's on. That's in order, Honorable Singh.
3: Oh, thank you very much, uh, Chairperson, and uh, I also want to associate myself in thanking the uh, National Treasury for the presentation. Uh, I'm not going to raise anything new, but just to emphasise what my two colleagues, Honorable Moletsan and Honorable Hatebe, have said, uh, and I'm glad that National Treasury recognises that. Uh, Parliament is uh, uh, an arm of government and the independence of Parliament should be recognized uh, in this respect in as much as the judiciary is recognized and the executive. And treasury, uh, treasury needs to be defended, which is something that they know, that it is Parliament that has an oversight over their own budget, but all the, the budgets of all the other departments that fall under them. So if Parliament is not wide awake and capacitated to do that, then Treasury allocations will be wasted. And this is why we get so much of uh, fruitless, wasteful expenditure, disclaimers, et cetera, et cetera. And we will be assisting Treasury as Parliament if we are well-capacitated. And Honorable Hattabah has mentioned the issue of research and and, and other things. But having said that, we don't expect uh, Treasury just to give us an unlimited amount. Uh, you know, because there isn't that amount available to the fiscus, But the recognition has to be there, that we can assist the economy and the country by reducing the amount of money that's spent by departments or by increasing service delivery, uh, by ensuring that there's effective service delivery with the limited funds. Now, Honorable Chairperson, the issue of uh, Palmed is an old, old, old story. We've been hearing over and over and over again, like a stuck record. But also, and you and I are going to retire one day. And we want to also benefit from uh, beca- uh, continuing as Palmed members. But I can't see why we must continue to uh, pay the, the, the benefit of those members who served in provincial legislatures. I mean, they've got their own budgets. And I know the fiscus is, is, is one complete uh, government we're talking about. But let it come off so we can see, how, as a national parliament, how we can use our funds. Honorable Chairperson, when you look at the amount of money that's allocated to constituency expenses for us as political parties to run offices, it's a meager amount. And yet, you get the NGOs writing into Parliament to say, "Where are the constituency officers? What are they doing? We can hardly use the money to to hire officers, let alone put competent secretarial staff in those offices." So, all of these things need to be looked at. The role of Parliament is different from the role of any other uh, run-of-the-mill department within the, uh, within government that's that, that that's providing service delivery and and. Hope that this thing about Parmed and uh, looking at the salaries, uh, I don't know if the ASTP is listening, and the increases that we can deal with sooner rather than later. And, Chair, I would like us, in case I'm not here, that we have an urgent meeting with the Minister of Finance, you know, as a committee and with our presiding officers, so that he begins to not only understand, because it's good to say he understands, but do something about giving us more money so that we can operate more efficiently. And when I say we, I mean the members of Parliament, both in the NA and the NCOP. But obviously, we will have to do some cost-cutting exercises within the administration of Parliament itself, because, yes, we are saving money with not traveling, with virtual, with hybrids, and and there are a lot of savings, and we need to capitalize on those savings moving forward. Thank you for the... And I think the next meeting we have, we must be told what is going to be done to increase the budget of parliament full stop for us to be effective. Thank you, Chairperson.
0: Thank you, Honorable Singh. And I'm requesting members that are coming after you to entertain what you are putting on the table for the committee to consider. And it needs to be clear uh, mandate as to what is it that we need to do and what is that we want to achieve by who and by when. Uh, Honorable Julius, welcome, and uh, it's your time now.
8: Thank you, uh, (coughs) co-chairperson, good members, Thank you. Thank you, co-chairperson. Yeah, Uh, I, I welcome the presentation Although I think it, it, it actually brought nothing new, this could have been uh, a WhatsApp message sent to us. Um, we wanted to know uh, what the challenges are with National Treasury not supporting uh, uh, parliament financially, uh, the issue of parliament. We know that uh, we actually propose that provinces must be engaged but to hear today from National Treasury that provinces must still be engaged. We want to know when, how far is the process. I think that is what we we came here for. That is why we we called National Treasury for. And National Treasury cannot tell us things that we proposed. We proposed that something must be done. And one of the proposals was that uh, provinces must be engaged so that they can pay uh, for permit so that we can reduce our uh, uh, monthly payments on permit there, there's nothing said about that chairperson said I think the if you look at the overall budget uh, uh, it, it gives you one a clearer understanding now um, when you see the, the the percentages reductions and and where the budget was increased and uh A direct question to Treasury. Can we say the reason why uh, Parliament cannot get more money and other departments cannot get more money is because we gave an 86 or something percent increase to ESCO. Is it worth? Is it really worth? Could it it have been less? And look at the others. Because you you, you cannot just... uh, decrease and say, uh, um, you know, a deal with that, and we will deal with, 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 with I mean, ESCOM 86%. Can you explain that? Because it's impacting on this budget of parliament. What was the Russian now behind that, giving them 86%? Because clearly, it's not the only option. Uh, I think there's also a blanket approach in reductions, uh, Chairperson. Because you say uh, uh, cut the wage bill, uh, and you just decrease in every department, do you know the treasury take uh, uh, you know make concerted efforts to find out what's the, the 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 need in parliament before you make that reductions based on the wage bill? I agree with reducing the wage bill, but a blanket approach might not be in the best interest of parliament. Jefferson, uh, the Parmet, the issue of permit uh, I think we, we need to do something, but my last one is actually the political party funding. The impact, can Treasury explain to us the impact of, of political party funding, uh, because we have a new act that came into effect, uh, um, and uh, I I don't know what's the view of Treasury in terms of increasing this. What what will happen uh, in this? I didn't hear anything, and yet uh, we asked uh, 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 in our previous meeting that we get a briefing on this too. I think Honorable Singh mentioned it last time. Thank you, Chair Coach.
0: Thank you, uh, Honorable Julius, um, Honorable Kaiso. Honorable uh, Kaiso. Thank you,
4: thank you very much, uh, Chair, <clears throat> Honorable Chair. Yeah, we have, uh, one has been lucky to interact with the, the, uh, some uh, major part of the presentation that has been made by Dr. Mampo. Uh, uh, I just want to firstly say appreciate the presentation, uh, especially around the emphasis that the public enterprise, you know, allocation uh, to rescue the existence of the public enterprises uh with that allocation uh it would actually you know uh uh make sure that now the the state is able to you know uh to play its uh, developmental role including what i do here uh what uh honorable uh uh uh, Julius has said around ESCOM, uh, we don't have a choice there because we can't let the country, because remember uh, the, the economy of the country uh, largely or to, to, to a greater extent uh, depends on the functionality of ESCOM or viability of ESCOM. As a result, there would be this uh, necessary intervention because there's nothing that uh, 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 we can do, we cannot just surrender to, 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 to that situation to an extent that uh, electricity in the country and it's been compromised to an extent that now, it doesn't uh, reflect what the economic recovery plan uh, does say. So what is the problem there that needs to be dealt with is how now this management and accountability around the issue of allocate, allocation that has been made to ESCOM has been uh, affected, you know, to, to, to such that now there's good results that is uh, been seen out of that investment there. So <clears throat> I think it is necessary to, to consider that because a primary to the economic recovery plan uh, ESCOM it's also central to to that particular you know uh, uh, role play so we, we we cannot avoid it so uh, all necessary interventions w- would be expected to be effected to to as such but what what I want to get to is the issue or maybe to ask to Dr Mampo on the what is the view of Treasury with regard to the what is said to be lesser transferred to public entities. Uh, what, what would that mean or imply so that uh, one perhaps can come back later? Uh, because it's also very important <clears throat> to understand that. I may have missed it during the, what, when you were presenting it, but I, I think I, I need some explanation on that. Yeah, and then, uh, well, of course we also need to I think, to some extent, we, we also need to be exemplary when it comes to, you know, issues of increase you know, at the parliamentary level versus the public servants. Uh, yeah, yeah, we need. to, Parliament also needs to be exemplary when we talk of, you know, uh, the crisis itself. So. Uh, I don't know how can I put it, but what I what I'm saying is that we also at this level of the parliament we need to be to send a very a, a very clear message as well when we talk about you know a a, a, a general crisis of the economy. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I just wanted to reflect that that we need to be also be exemplary when we talk about that. And then. Uh, uh, Yeah, I think, let me pause uh, at that point, uh, Honorable Chair, thank you very much.
0: Thank you, uh, Honorable Kaiso. I hope time does allow us to go to Second Bites. I was uh, in a high speed when I started the meeting. Um, I think I was supposed to indicate that we have received apology from the Deputy Minister, the Minister and the DG and the acting secretary who is in the executive committee meeting. She might join us as, as time goes on. Uh, just to note those... It's
2: apostles.
5: 13 hours.
0: So now I will give Honourable Hai. Uh,
5: thank you very much, uh, uh, Honourable Koche. Uh, um, I, I got cut while uh, uh, Dr. Mago was uh, still uh, uh, making presentation. So when I joined, rejoined, it was... Uh, Honorable who was asking questions, so I missed out on uh, his questions. Chair, I think <coughs> first of all, I also appreciate uh, the report, and also appreciate the fact that uh, Treasury is uh, uh, also appreciating the fact that uh, we are an arm of state, uh, and uh, therefore we should not be treated uh, uh, like a department. But if you look at the uh, uh, at the slides uh, that talks to the the cuts. Uh, the heading there is department, and then also parliament is under department. So the the treasurer's view is that uh, uh, parliament is a department, uh, which is a wrong uh, uh, view. Uh, uh, Parliament is an arm of state. If you look at uh, the the three arms of state, uh, you find out uh, out of the 900 uh, uh, billion, Two billion goes to Parliament, and one billion goes to judiciary. In fact, it's not even called judiciary; it's it's called Office of Justice, Chief Justice. So, so that you don't see it as a judiciary, you just see it as an office. so that's how it's termed. So uh, nobody can say it's a of state; it's just an office that is uh, being allocated. But I think we are also complaining uh, to ourselves uh, at the end of the day because it is not treasury uh, that is uh, appropriating uh, funds uh, from the national revenue fund; it is parliament. It is parliament that passes the fiscal framework. It is parliament that uh, passes DORA. And it is Parliament that passes uh, the appropriation bill, so it should then be Parliament that tells Treasury uh, uh, how to allocate money, because uh, it is Parliament that appropriates. So I, of the view that we, we are complaining to ourselves, because it is going to be us who are going to be, uh, be passing uh, in June uh, the appropriation bill, um, which it's something that we should have actually started uh, with. Uh, uh, with a, a fiscal framework, as well as a, a division of uh, revenue. <clears throat> and so it, this is therefore opening our eyes going forward. Because um, um, even with these uh, uh, three years that uh, Treasury is talking about, uh, of which freeze, there's no guarantee that it's only going to be three years. Uh, they can come around and say, no, the economy is still in a, in a, in a similar situation. And therefore, uh, there will be no, no 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 increases again for another three years, and uh, and, and this will then affect uh, the filling of those vacancies. Uh, that uh, we took in fact, if some of us have heard uh, what uh, the former speaker was saying that uh, when they visited other countries, they found that uh, one member would have uh, be supported by ten. Uh, staff members, uh, those that I think they are not decided, but was also mentioning uh, uh, the kind of staff uh, that is allocated to uh, to members in other countries. Um, so I think parliament should, I don't think now, even with the discussion, I support the discussion with the, 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 the national minister and the executive authority of parliament. I, actually, I thought this meeting was uh, around that. If you look at the... The at least it actually says the, the meeting be, uh, the, between the minister, uh, the committee, and the executive authority. So I thought that this meeting that uh, the Honourable Singh is referring to supposed to be this meeting, actually, uh, that we're having here uh, today, so that we're not, we're not discussing uh, the cuts, but we're discussing how Parliament should be resourced. Because uh, ideally for me, which should be a uh, uh, practical is to say this is uh, the amount that is going to be allocated uh, to parliament as an arm of state, and then the rest can then be uh, allocated to to departments. Because if you look at uh, that 900 uh, uh, billion, uh, only 3 uh, billion uh, that goes to parliament and uh, uh, judiciary. Executive is getting uh, 600 billion. So with 2 billion we're supposed to oversight uh, 600 billion. We don't have that, cap- I mean, with did 2 billion, then we were expected to, be- that's why we then were criticized because we only have 2 billion uh, to-, to oversight the executive that is-, is-, is having 600 billion. I mean, even with Treasury, uh, they increase uh, 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 for themselves. They did not cut uh, for themselves uh the uh, uh Dr. Makuse the five billion goes goes to uh land bank. But even if uh, that five billion is not agreed, they still will have that uh, 35 billion, which is also not going to be cut. So they'll still get what they, they had uh, in 2020. So for them there's no cut at all, even if uh, there was no increase of uh, that 5 billion if you look at the at, at these figures. Uh, so I'm saying, uh, whilst I appreciate the, the situation of, uh, of the economy of the country, um, but also we, we should not be, you collapsing the uh, parliament and also its role uh, as defined by parliament, I mean by the constitution, if then, because the parliament is labor intensive. You know, when you say that uh, the first thing that you must then focus on is a coe, and but also you uh, you 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 should cut uh, not only cut the, the 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 wage freeze, but also you should not employ uh, more uh, people. So vacancies as well uh, must be freeze. It's not just a question of uh, of wage freeze, but also it's a question of a uh, vacancy uh, freeze. So so I think uh, that's where the challenge is a. Uh, Uh, Honorable members, so I also support the idea uh, of having a a further meeting, but the issue should be around this issue of Parliament first being given uh, monies uh, that will be make it to be able uh, to conduct uh, its mandate. Um, We don't want to go to a situation where other countries are doing like Ghana and uh, Kenya, where they won't pass a budget until they have their first share of the budget. We don't want to move to that situation. But if we are forced to go to that situation, we could not pass the budget until we get our first share. Thank you very much, Honorable
0: Thank you, Honorable Chai. Uh, Honorable Co-Chairperson, uh, Honorable madi
9: Thanks, Chair. Um, I think Honorable Chai closed it, uh, summarized it quite very well. My honourable? yes you are no i'm saying that uh, honorable if in fact uh, summarized uh, the met- the issues that i wanted to raise uh, quite very well uh, because listening to the presentation i don't think it was also speaking to uh, the briefing that we gave to the to treasury um i want to just take it further just to exact one paragraph to be specific as to what was expected from this uh, presentation, we, we we propose that the attention it should be drawn especially to the briefing of the 21st May at the chief uh, at which uh, Parliament Executive Authority I expected to brief the committee on progress made as far as addressing concerns about the allocation of Parliament's budget. Open bracket, which I think it's more important a briefing by the chairperson's of the chairperson of permit board on progress made in resolving issues around the pal- permit liability close bracket. so i i did not get any sense that the presentation tried to really resolve that and uh, maybe let us propose that uh, because the meeting took a turn that 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 was not supposed to to focus on um, that maybe in we give them time um also taking into consideration of what um member High is saying to say that parliament it is the final arbiter on the appropriations of funds, so maybe let's have our separate meetings and 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 direct find a way of directing treasury on how we would want this permit liability on 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 parliament's uh, uh, books. to to be resolved um, maybe we 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 can maybe propose that we, we we defer this agenda item they go back rework their their presentation and also at the high level we try also engage and find a consensus and maybe in the next meeting the the minister and presiding officers uh, should be in this meeting to reach finality on 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 this matter.
2: Thanks, chair. Okay, so-
0: chair, can you hear me? Sorry, I'm, I was muted. I'm okay. saying uh, the coach person has come up with uh, a way forward, proposing a way forward uh, as to what should actually happen um, in terms of uh, our next meeting, the issue of permit, the issue of uh, um, uh, allocation of uh, budgeting not uh, more on the cutting as uh, Honorable Hai and uh, Honorable Singh and Honorable Julius, they've also raised that matter, that to be specific, uh, the, speakers, uh, the speaker and the chairperson of uh, the NCOP to be part of the meeting so that we, we get clarity and progress uh, in terms of this matter. And I think Honorable Singh is correct to say that uh, we have been talking about this, since I joined this committee, we've been talking about the matter, but it looks like we, uh, we, uh, we, we are not getting anywhere. And uh, I think honorable members, when they, they say what they're seeing, in Treasury, it's not like, and also maybe to the public, it's not like we're saying, we want more slides to parliament and compromise the service delivery departments. And some members when they spoke, they've uh, emphasized on that. We do need uh, service delivery departments to, to be prioritized and be uh, given more, more funds. We know local government also is another sphere that is uh, being uh, underfunded. Um, that is the proposal and I think It has been supported from what I've heard. Um, Clear indication, uh, expectations also uh, from the committee. We agree as the committee. Can I allow Team Finance, Dr. Mampo, to comment on uh, or, or give clarities on what members have said here? Chairperson,
1: thank you very much. Um, I actually had numbers and slides that I wanted to share but I think because of time I will send um, these documentations to Cindy who will circulate to the committee and those deal with the budget reductions for the treasury just to make sure our members have can see that if you take out all of these um, allocations to the land bank and the provincial equitable share. If you look at the total budget for treasury, it was a reduction, but also another slide on the political party funding that I prepared um, that I can also share with with the members. I'm going to ask my colleague um, Edgar Sissi to deal with the engagements that um, we we have been having with parliament. But Chairperson, just to mention is that um, because parliament is a different arm of state, We as Treasury provide a supporting role to Parliament in dealing with some of these problems. So it is Parliament through the acting secretary that must push the change in Parliament rather than um, Treasury interfering in the running of Parliament. So what we do is to advise Parliament on possible options, but at the end, um, the parliament itself has to take the actions in terms of dealing with permit. But I'm gonna ask Edgar quickly to deal with the two matters. Edgar, please
2: go ahead.
10: Uh, thanks, thanks, Po, uh, and thank you very much, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members. Um, yeah, just to respond, um, and, and I'm gonna respond, I think, and, and try to be-
0: Can you please uh, open your, your video, sir?
7: Can you not see me? No, are you visible. are visible. You are visible. I like the spectacles. OK. okay. Uh, yeah, I thought I was
10: visible. Um, yeah, so just a couple of things. Um, um, obviously, as honorable members have indicated, and as um, uh, Dr. Modisa was indicating in her presentation, um, and, and I, I, I take the point made by members that uh, we don't really want to dwell on the issue of cuts as such. But of course, everybody has experienced baseline reductions. There was a question around, I think it was um, 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 uh, Honorable Julius about did Treasury check you know, the individual needs and so forth? Uh, the answer is yes, we did. And in fact, we look in detail at these things and I can assure honorable members two things. The first is that obviously our situation fiscally is very, very tough at the moment, extremely tough. Indeed, as we indicated in February, if we do not take the measures we're taking, I can assure you, I can definitely assure you that uh, the conversations we are having now uh, will come to nothing when you have no money. Uh, it, it, it won't, uh, you know, there'll be There'll be nothing to allocate if we don't take steps to restore the health of public finances. This is very critical. Um, uh, We have never had the kind of revenue shortfalls we are experiencing, and we have never had the levels of debt that we have, and we've never been paying the amounts of interest on debt that we're paying as government, never in the history of this country. And indeed, our levels of fiscal challenge are much worse than peer countries uh, those of you that read carefully the uh, the, uh, the, the global uh, economic outlook uh, presentations both by the IMF and World Bank will have seen last month that the debt levels among emerging market countries are around 60% of GDP on average. South Africa is sitting at 80%, so our situation is worse. So I, I just wanted to 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 put that before members to understand that everybody is taking pain in this budget and in some cases much more. Um, uh, certainly than than, than Parliament. On the issue of Palmed, we did write to Parliament uh, um, uh, back in 2018, uh, giving our formal position on this. So um, uh, we we have not received a reply since that time. Um, We wrote uh, to both the uh, the speaker of uh, the National Assembly and to the Uh, the chairperson of the National Council of Provinces, a letter signed by the Minister of Finance, in which we explained in great detail um, what we uh, 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 believe needs to happen um, in this regard. And as Mampo was saying just now, um, Parmed is a medical insurance scheme of parliament uh, with a board of trustees. And of course, the accounting officer of parliament, the secretary of parliament, is actually the person in terms of law uh, who's directly responsible for um, um, uh, for driving the kind of reform that's necessary with respect to Parliament. And the reason I'm saying it like that with the greatest respect, honorable members, is that um, at the end of the day, um, any insurance scheme, including a medical insurance scheme such as Parliament, it doesn't matter where it is, every insurance scheme has to have a structure where the benefit arrangement is not out of line with the contributions. Otherwise such a scheme, whether it's in the public sector or private sector, can't survive. It needs to be made sustainable. And the accounting officer and the board of trustees are responsible uh, in this regard. We make these and numerous other points in the letter that the minister signed in 2018. Um, uh, to, uh, to 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 Parliament on this matter. So um, I think if Parliament wants to have another engagement that's focused on it, we welcome that, that's fine. Uh, we're perfectly happy, but I do want to um, uh, indicate to yourself, uh, uh, Madam Chair, and to uh, the members who are here um, just to correct any misconception that we've somehow not given um, specific guidance we've actually written a very lengthy um, um, correspondence to Parliament uh, back in 2018 uh, on this matter. And our position in that regard, uh, uh, Chairperson, has not changed. And we await um, both the response uh, from Parliament and the Acting Secretary, as well as um, any additional information from the, 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 the Board of Trustees of Parmed. Which we, um, which we indicated would be required in that letter that we sent in order for us to be able to take the matter further. That being said, we continue with discussions. We've had discussions during the course of this year, 2021, including in a, an attempt to request more information so that we can take um, um, uh, the matter forward. So we welcome a meeting. Honourable Chair, but I want to ensure members that we have been engaging on this matter for some time. We have not, uh, in any way, uh, been um, been uh, uh, neglectful of this matter uh, of uh, of the uh, parliament as well as the matter as well of uh, early retirement of uh, of uh, members of parliament. Thank you, Honourable Chair. Thank you,
0: uh, Tim uh, Treasury. Um, Honourable members. Uh, Oh, let me check with Cindy. I think you have noted also that uh, among issues that we need to address is the progress in terms of the proposal by the committee that legislatures need to take responsibility in terms of their their members uh, from the the legislatures in the provinces. Uh, Members, uh, I want to check if you have been Uh, triggered or responses by national treasury anything and uh, dr janji director for pbo you're welcome Uh, you can also have a a bite if you so wish you are Um, allowed to participate uh,
2: thank you chair good good afternoon members i will come in thank you so much
0: Okay. Members, are you fine? Can we move? Mampo, I see your hand is up. I'm sorry, Uh, Chair. There's one question I didn't respond to. Do I still have time or are we going to move? No, you can respond. We can't leave anything unattended. Um, Thank you so much, Chairperson. Let me just switch on my video quickly. So the question
1: was, what does lesser transfers to public entities mean So, um, honorable member, what we do is in the budget, we include transfers to entities such as Sanran, Prasa, NSFAS, the CCMA, different museums. So with these uh, budget reductions, all of those transfers were also reduced by the same percentage for public entities, just to make sure that um, the, um, the budget reductions are across the different spheres, but also for the public entities. Thanks, Chair. that was just the clarity question.
0: Okay, thank you, uh, Tim uh, Treasurer. I think members, there's no indication that you have a, an appetite to have a second bite on the matter. We can then move to the second item uh, of the agenda. With your permission, uh, which is uh, uh, number two, Department of Public Works and Infrastructure. I I don't know who's leading uh, the team from Public Works. Public Works, can I hand over to you, please? If you
5: the minister is here.
0: Or oh, the Deputy Minister is here. Deputy Minister, you're welcome. Can I hand over to you to go to our next item? And um, the Co Chairperson will take uh, care of the meeting in the meantime while I'm responding to nature. Co Chair, Deputy Minister, DM. Team Public Works, uh, is the DG here? Can you confirm if there's a prof- problem with the maybe the gadget for or any technical problem? The person I'm also in communication with the PLO, but they are online. So I'm just I am in communication with the parliamentary as an officer. Can you ask her to alert the minister that we are waiting for her to? to to, to, to talk to us, I have. Chair, the minister
9: is already in. She might just have stepped away, but I've alerted them.
0: DM Deputy Minister, okay. You're welcome. Uh, I can sit my head up somewhere. <laughs> no, no,
11: Chair, thank you very much. Uh, multitasking. And, uh, besides multitasking, it's the space I'm in, Chair. I ran to close the door um, okay. because it's, it's quite a public place. Thank you very much uh, for the opportunity, Chair, and a good afternoon to the honorable members, the, the honorable co chairpersons uh, as well as the team supporting the honorable members uh, and the team from the department. Um, Because I I was out of the chair, I I think it's our time to present now. And if if that is so, I will start by um, first acknowledging the fact that this is not the first uh, time that we are appearing before the committee. It's more of a follow-up meeting, which is intended to brief. Uh, and and take account to the Honorable Members uh, around uh, the fire issues, but as well as the budget of the the, uh, parliament with respect to the upgrade of the kitchens and uh, the projects that we are having. Um, My chair is really not to bore uh, you because uh, there were discussions in the last meeting, but uh, it is to say that the team from the department is led by the acting DG uh, who will who will take uh, uh, the presentation uh, together with his uh, team um, to update the Honorable Members on the fire issue, but also to do a um, uh, as, as we indicated in the last meeting, that uh, uh, owing to access uh, or lack thereof to the, to the fire area, uh, which was uh, dubbed a scene of crime at some point, uh, we, we now have had that access. And the team will then give detail of how far we've gone. Um it may not be a very different uh, presentation from the last one, but as as it is intended to update, but will cover also the parts that uh, we did not have access to uh, as well as uh, then the the the, pro- the program for for the kitchens but and when we deal with that one, chair, because I like to talk once. And uh, at the beginning, and I will come back uh, during questions, I would indicate that with with that item on the on the kitchens, um, we, we we still have to consult with the speaker or that is the executive authority of parliament because um, in the meetings we've held with the executive authority of Parliament, the speaker and the chair of the NSOP. In fact, all presiding officers, we had that agreement that for any project that is to take place in Parliament, there has to be um, that uh, agreement uh, to say when does the project, what is the project, uh, what, how much does it cost, when is it going to take place, all that kind of detail, uh, and 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 therefore this is. A uh, uh, preliminary, when when we talk the kitchens, until they go through that uh, executive uh, authorities uh, approval, then we will uh, start implementing. I I thought I needed to just highlight those that we do have uh, meetings of the executive authority on on most of these matters. I will hand over to the DG, acting DG, with your permission, uh, Honorable Chairperson. I have with me uh, Mr. Intias Faisal, who is uh, acting DG, I mean acting DG, acting Director General of the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure. Uh, Thank you very much, Honorable Chair.
12: Thank you very much, uh, Deputy Minister. And thank you very much, uh, Honourable Chairperson and members of the committee. The Deputy Minister, I think, is given a, a sufficient introduction. I would merely want to add that um, based on the known scope of work, we are now on the cusp of registering a project. We are also or we have also identified funding for this project. And we are on the verge of developing a scope, a full scope of work, which will be ready by the 25th of May. So we've achieved uh, a lot of progress in this regard. And since the last meeting, the visits to the site were concluded last week Friday. And today we have the updated presentation. I'd like to then uh, chairperson hand over to Zwandile Sazona, he's the head of our prestige unit, as well as then Kolele, she's the head of projects now Cape Town office, and the two of them will take us through the presentation, the updated presentation. Thank you so much, Chairperson.
2: Good afternoon, Co-Chairperson.
13: And and the members, honorable members. As we have promised uh, in the last meeting, uh, Co-Chair, that we are conducting a technical assessment of the damage that has happened. And we have now concluded that technical assessment and we compiled a report. Our presentation will focus on three areas, chain, the cause of the fire, the maintenance related issues, and the way forward in terms of the restoration. And as a cause of our, in, in the course of our presentation as well, chair we will be covering Uh, issues that were raised in the last meeting, which primarily relate to maintenance and relate to budget and relate to insurance related issues. So we will cover some of those issues in the presentation. My colleague um, Skolele will come and present on the technical aspect of things, particularly relating to the maintenance and also the budget and the scope of work in terms of the restoration. Before I deal with the issues of the cause of fire, I need to mention a few issues. One, when it comes to the issue of restoration, we have um, segmented the issue of restoration into two parts. The first immediate restoration would be to fix the roof, which we have temporarily uh, closed off the roof so that there should not be any water ingress into the building. Now that we have concluded our investigation, We will immediately start with the fixing of the roof, which will will complete that part of work before the end of June. Then the second part is what Ms. Cornelia will be presenting, which is the restoration of the entire block, including the offices and room 454, which, uh, Che, we are working on the program in terms of getting the detailed scope and registering a project around it and getting funding. Um, around uh, getting funding for, for that restoration. Chair, it's a common cause by now that the fire started on the 16th of March and the fire incident um, uh, happened at the old assembly building. The city of Cape Town was notified of the fire and the fire brigade was dispersed and extinguished the fire. The initial, the fire detectors uh, were activated firstly in the National Assembly um, and also went on to the old assembly. And uh, our officials, our maintenance team tried to extinguish the fire uh, through use of the uh, handheld fire extinguishers. And when the fire started to spread, the sprinkler system activated. um, And thereafter the fire brigade uh, came in to take over the extinguishing of the fire, that uh, chair took about two hours, and this happened at Room Four Five Four, which is one of the committee rooms. Slide over. the 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 Our technical team chair um, visited the site between the 14th, uh, sorry, between the the 10th and the 14th, and they came up with a report. Chair, I need to first raise two issues when it comes to incidents relating to fire. The first is that in all fire incidences, it is very difficult for any investigators to come with a, with a conclusive um, uh, uh, report as to what is the real cause of fire. And in most of the investigations relating to fire, you will either conclude that it was as a result of arson or it was a result of an, of an accident because by, the, by its nature, fire destroys the evidence that should be the basis of g- coming with the conclusive evidence. In this instance, chain, the first report we received was from the police, where they couldn't find any, um, any, 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 any evidence that there was a, a, an arson committed. And the second report we received, che, was that from the fire department which they also concluded that the cause of the fire was accidental as a result of the electrical fault. Our team, the second element, Che, is that our team visited the site two months later, which makes it much difficult. But however, I must say, Che, there are no reports that there was a contamination of the site. Uh, The site was found to still have some evidence that they can be able to base their conclusion on. The report from our technical team, um, first chair, indicates that there are electrical regulation of sound and visual, HVAC, fire H- 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 detection, and light and lighting that is on the roof uh, void, which is between the the, the ceiling uh, tiles and the roof uh, and the roof. Now, what might have happened, chair? the conclusion of our investigation is that what might have happened is either the downlines, the overheating of the down lines, or the shot of, the, of any of those uh, electrical regulation might have been the cause of the fire. As I said, che, it is very difficult for anyone to come with any conclusive evidence as to what. But looking on what they've seen on site and the little evidence that uh, what might have happened on the electrical regulation. It's either because of the overheating of the of the downlights or there's been a shot in any of those reticulations, either being the sound and visuals, either being the HVAC, either being the fire detection or the lighting. Chair, this is not a normal thing to happen. It's uh, one of the rare cases that you find that um, that those reticulations uh, would have a shot or would have a, or the sound, the, the, the lighting, the downlights will, um, Temper with any of those lighting of, of those electrical reticulation. However, we looked at this as a department. We then said, together with Parliament, we had a discussion on this matter. We said uh, we, we have to make sure that we, we do maintenance of the uh, roof void, um, and to ensure that all the reticulation that goes through that roof void is being maintained regularly. We haven't. Um, we will discuss this matter with our maintenance teams and maintenance contractors to see what should be the regularity
2: of that maintenance.
13: Um, Chair, through your permission, I want to give over to my colleague, uh, Ms. Kolele, to take us through the maintenance program and the maintenance schedules and also the maintenance certificates uh, to prove the maintenance that has been happening in the the present, not only in this um, uh, part of the, Building, but also to other the precinct and the, the regularity of those of those maintenance. Thank you very much.
14: Good afternoon, Chairperson. Good afternoon, members, honourable members, um, DM, DG, and my colleagues. Um, in terms of the maintenance aspect in the uh, precinct.
0: Please, uh, person, I'm sorry to intervene. I see on the chart. Um, the our communications they are the broadcasters they are complaining we have requested that uh, maybe you are not here at dpwi that uh, when you speak please uh, switch your video on please you can do that and and uh, turn back i thank you chair
14: okay another I was just trying to locate myself in a proper in a proper position uh, Chaperson, in terms of the maintenance um, the department can confirm that all the equipment and all the buildings in the precinct are regularly maintained and maintenance plans for the equipment uh, can be summarized as follows um, we've just selected um, the the items that are related to the incident, but I have, um, I've got a file here with the, uh, the different components, um, the different certificates that were requested and also the schedules to reflect what we have summarized in this slide. The electrical distribution boards, they are maintained on an annual basis. The lighting um, we replace as and when required. And then in terms of the fire detection, we are maintaining the fire detection annually. The fire extinguishers, hose reels, and hydrants, they also have an annual service and a monthly visual inspection. I think when you walk around the passages in the precinct, if you stop at any fire hose reel or fire extinguisher, you will see that there's a, a, a little sticker that is there. It will show you, that sticker will show you the day, the last date of service and the next date to which that fire extinguisher must be serviced. Um, the fire sprinkler system is, 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 is maintained on annual basis and the REMRAD system um, is, is maintained quarterly. The REMRAD system is the system that is connecting, um, it's almost like an alarm that, that rings at the fire department when a fire ignites in the, in the precinct and pre sauna there was an inspection and it showed no irregularities. And with all the equipment um, that is in the precinct, we had to, um, uh, as as part and parcel of the responsibility of the department, we have to do, pre-SONA, we have to do the inspections and also follow up with all the maintenance and get all the signed certificates. I have a file here with the SONA 2021, uh, maintenance plans and all the certificates and the confirmations from the service providers. And we also have a file for SONA 2020, because those would be your your interim checks and balances to the annual maintenance plans that we have in the precinct. Um, I'm not sure if I should proceed, uh, Mr. Sazona, or you want you want to take over and continue with the
13: presentation? You may continue, but I'm trying to fix my
14: Jefferson, in terms of the, the scope of the restoration project, we can confirm that the fire damage is only limited to the roof space and the ceiling of room 454. However, due to the time that it took to switch off the sprinkler system, the damage to the other areas is due to the water ingress coming from the sprinkler system. On the previous two slides, we reflected there that the fire actually took about two hours to be to be extinguished by the fire department and at the time we had to wait for the fire department to confirm that the site is safe for us to switch off the sprinkler system so all the areas in the except for room 454 the damage that is there is due to the water ingress that's coming from the sprinkler system in fact the sprinkler system is one of the proofs that um, because when it came off, when it came on, it's a proof that the sprinkler system actually is functional because it functioned when the time um, for it would need, was needed to be, to be functional. In terms of roof form 454, the final assessment has confirmed that the fire originated in the roof void of room 454. I think we've explained on the previous slide. So extensive repairs and reinstatement of ceilings, flooring, and audiovisual installation is required. Um, I will, after we've reflected on this slide, show the different pictures of, of how the room looks like, including the other areas, Chairperson as requested from the previous meeting. So in this room, we will conduct extensive refurbishment in order to restore the room to its original functioning space. Room 454 is is serviced by a dedicated um, ductway, hideaway system, and the damage to their components is deemed unrepairable, and allowances being made to replace the HVAC to this room with new components. Now you would see that in other areas we don't have an extensive damage as we do in room 454. We can confirm as we confirmed in the previous uh, presentation chairperson that the facade of the building has not been affected so there will be no work that will be carried out for the external facade of the of, of the old assembly. In terms of the roof I think Mr. Sazonna mentioned earlier that there has been a damage to the to the pitched roof and we have closed it temporarily but we would actually start with that area because the winter season in Cape Town is quite wet so we will try and, and deal with the roof first then we deal with the rest of the restoration project. but the underside of the roof will be dealt with with the, um, with the restoration project when they when they, when the service providers have been appointed to do the work that need to be do, that needs to be done in there. In terms of the office floors, Although there has been no fire on the office floors, um, the extensive damage, like I mentioned before, is actually caused by the water ingress. The final inspection that was carried out on the 12th of May confirmed the damages as set out below. Um, the, The floors have been damaged. You would remember some of the offices have got opaque flooring, which is wooden floors. It has swelled because of the water ingress. Um, We would be replacing the lighting inside the rooms. We'll be replacing the plugs, uh, electrical plug points in all the offices. Every floor is fed by its own dedicated distribution board, which is currently not energized. So limited repairs would be done on the the distribution boards, but the overall electrical reticulation remains intact. So there has been no real damage, but as we are doing the work, we would be inspecting and making the necessary changes where possible. But our engineers have said that the articulation itself, it is intact. So there has been no extensive damage there. The offices are served by a centralized system and final inspections have confirmed that this is this system is largely intact. Um, I think on the meeting that we had earlier with parliament, um, there has been a complaint about the smoke, but we would be sanitizing the system in order to deal with the smoke that is probably the smoke residue that is probably still inside the system before the occupation can be done in that space the damage to equipment and instruments will be reported by my colleagues from parliament Um, we've also um, seen damage extensive damage to the to the to the to the ceilings and um, the lifts in fact the next i think i've skipped the slide okay Um, in terms of the lifts there are two lifts servicing this wing of the building and these, these lifts have been grounded. I think we reported on this on the last presentation. Schindler has been provide, has provided a code and we felt that the quotation was a bit um, excessive, but we've had engagements with Schindler and we have also asked our consultants to, to just confirm because we've asked an independent consultant to confirm what the uh, Schindler is stipulating as the, the scope of work, and um, as of today, this morning uh, at this morning's meeting, it was confirmed that the consultants are actually saying that the recommendations by Schindler they are acceptable. So we would be engaging in terms of looking at how we can we can cater for the issue of the costs. Now, in terms of um, the outcome of this report. Um, We can confirm that the required actions and the costs have been concluded and the estimate has been updated accordingly. We can report uh, that the estimate from the last presentation that we did and today's presentation, the only change is about about 300,000 if we were rounding it off. Last time we reported that the estimate is sitting at 10.5. Today, as the final cost estimate for this work, we are talking about 10.7 million. If we're rounding it off, we can say it's 10.8 million. You can see in terms of the breakdown that the different trades and the different floors have been have been scoped and costed accordingly. But the actual work, the cost of the actual work is 7.1 million. But in terms of the construction um, uh, norms, we have to add the pre-escalation and the post-escalation to, to allow for the changes the price changes when it comes to the to the to the rates that the, 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 the colleagues have used on the estimate, just to make sure that we cater for any eventuality in terms of the cost. And we have also made an allowance there for 10% uh, as a contingency to anything that might have happened. Then, in terms of the conclusion, Chaperson, um, occupation remains suspended in that space. The occupants of, the, of, the, of those, the offices that are affected have been decanted to alternative accommodation. The structural engineer has confirmed um, that the building is sound. We have had both the consultants doing an inspection and we had our own departmental engineers coming to do an inspection and they have confirmed that the structure is sound. So the water ingress and the fire has not affected the strength of the building. Then the last point, I think Mr. Sazona
2: would be handling that one. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you very much, uh, Tameka. Thank you, Chair.
13: Chair, there's been a question around the issue of of insurance and why we're not insuring. Chair, in terms of the national treasury regulations of the PFMA, clause 12.1.1, uh, requires that government departments sorry, the clause requires that government departments I'm not sure Jay, whether I'm still on the screen yes you
2: are
13: it requires that the government departments uh, must um, self-insure that all risks uh, relating to incidences, that the department will carry all those claims and losses. That is on the basis, Chair, that we are not allowed to insure. To I had a discussion as well, Chair, with the CFO of the department. Uh, the reason that National Treasury uh, have uh, put this clause is, if you can imagine, Chair, of all the buildings, if we can insure them. The 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 state would have to pay billions and billions of money to insurance companies at the times when these incidences won't happen. So it was on that basis, chair, that uh, we haven't insured uh, the immovable properties. For movable properties, uh, you can insure up to the value of to, up to the premium of two hundred and fifty thousand rai. That is why at times um, when we are traveling, even the cars that we are hiring the movable properties, we, we are not insuring, the state assumes uh, self-insurance for that. Uh, Chair, there was a question as well on the issue of budget for what public works is responsible for, which is the immovable infrastructure. We will be uh, using our budget to do that and whether that, av- that budget is available. Chair, I must say that uh, under the constraints that uh, we have on the budget, which National Treasury has alluded to in the in, in the earlier presentation, we don't have a budget uh, for any incidences. We always use what we call a suspense account. But in this instance, chair, we will look at our projects, some of the projects that are not performing, where we can, uh, where we'll be having savings, and we will divert those savings in 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 in, the, in this re- restoration project, as it is an important project for us to to deal with. Um, thank you very much, chair. I think uh, we, we can take questions.
2: The pictures. Thank
9: you very much. Um, no, yes, can, can you continue with the photos? Uh, Chairperson, thank you. Um, these
14: are some of the pictures that we have taken um, inside the the three first pictures that you have seen, those are the pictures of the the offices. You can see the extensive damage that has been done to the flooring. Those are the wet ceilings that we would be replacing in the project. Um, This is the the extent of the the damage. Um, These are the passages that we have um, had to deal with. The opaque flooring I was talking about earlier Those are some of the pieces of the flooring, but that's the damage that the water has caused into the floors. Um, The ceilings that have fallen off inside of some of the offices. These are some of the damages that have been caused on the floors. So we would be dealing with um, these damages on the restoration project. Um, you You can see we've gone into each and every office and we have assessed the extent of the damage into each and every office. And then in terms of room 454, that's the extent of the damage that you can see on room 454. Um, the ceilings have to be dealt with, the HVAC, and that's the picture of the roof from the underside, of the, from inside the, the, the building. Um, that's the extent, I think we've seen a couple of these pictures last week. Uh, But we would be dealing, in fact, all the furniture that you see um, in terms of the the movable furniture has been removed. It's only the fixed fixtures that have, that still remain in that roof space, in that room. If you look at the roof space, that's the extent of the damage to the roof. And these are the uh, distribution boards. And um, I think that's the the extent of the damages onto the ceiling. The the picture I've got in front of you, and you can see that little round um, um, item there, that's the smoke detector. Um, That's the smoke detectors that are fixed on on the underside of the ceiling. Um, Those were functional by the time that the fire um, occurred in the old assembly, and we would be replacing those with the restoration project. I think this is the end of the, the,
2: the pictures, Chepesin. Thank you very much.
9: Thank you very much. Thank you very much uh, for the presentation. Um, I want to also confirm that This is not a new meeting. It's a continuation of our meeting. Uh, So we're taking taking over from where we left uh, the last week. Um, Some issues that were raised have been responded to. um, But I don't know, um, unless if I've missed it, the restoration costs, which would be of importance uh, for members Uh, to know uh, how much will it cost public works um, to then finally complete this project, unless if I've missed it somewhere, Um, but then I will then open the floor for members to raise questions and comments. Cindy, may you please assist me with that regard? I will do,
14: for
9: well, now, there are no questions from members, Jay, for now. Members, the I'm floor not... is open for for further engagement. Let's take off where we left last week.
4: Yes, my end is up, Chair.
9: Cindy, please assist in yes. no team members.
4: I <laughs>
0: understand the acting secretary wants to speak, Chair.
9: Can we note so far it's only with the Kaiso, but ma'am, there's another slide for the ST to respond to questions about
2: Member Khadebe.
9: Member please mute your mic. Be, okay, before members can 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 pose questions, can I can I afford you an opportunity to speak, uh, Member Mem Jawa?
15: Chairperson, I'm sorry. Um, this is actually, um, first an apology for this meeting, but secondly, my matter is on the past item of national treasury. So I do not know if the meeting would allow me, but. Uh, If you don't, it doesn't matter. We will actually respond by a written letter. But I'll be guided by yourself, Chair.
9: Okay. A written response will be appropriate. We've gone past that item.
15: Yes. Um, Thank
9: you so much. Yes. It's fine. Um, Member Kaiso? Kaiso?
4: Yes. uh, Honorable Coach... I don't know whether maybe it's uh, because uh, I understand that the conclusion or technical uh, conclusion of the matter, uh, or the nature of conclusion, uh, the manner it has been put, you know, it's like uh, to 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 just a lay a, a layman, you know, or an ordinary person. Uh, in the street, when you say that it's a difficult, it always difficult to, to you know, when such an incident has occurred, you will have a, something such as a, a, a definite or a final final, or is it the first final or we're expecting a second final conclusion on the matter, <clears throat> uh, whether is it not possible, uh, you know, for the parliament to, to can get a, a an advice, for instance, from the institute of, was uh, it CSIR or, or something, there is this institute, institute uh, which can uh, look after such, you know, uh, incident and, and put a very, you know, a, a scientific, you know, uh, input on such matter which we can utilize, uh, you know, in future so that we don't have some, uh, something uh, called, a, a, you know, a, or find it very difficult to make a scientific conclusion. On, on, on such a difficult matter, can't we implore the assistance of such institute to can assist in future, so so that uh, we, we we do not have a answer that uh, something that uh, hang on in the cloud, uh, you know, as a conclusion of a technical nature, that say we when such an incident has occurred, we do not find. Uh, any you know a a, a, a proper f- final conclusion as a of a technical matter can't we implore the assistance of such institute institute uh, to assist us uh, in this matter secondly it was just I, I know we talked about previously about the issue of occupational health and safety. Uh, I, I, maybe it it was uh, rounded up, but I missed it, the the issue of Occupational Health and Safety Committee, you know, uh, because that, their report was, it is also important during this uh, instance, if we do not still have in Parliament, then we still have to... um, find it you know, operational uh, with a immediate defect such that it should be one of the report that is part of this uh, process to say at least uh, we are safe. Even at an operational level, there's a report from the occupational health and safety that was uh, sourced, uh, it's part of the report. So I just wanted to comment, make that comment. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable coach.
2: Thank you, Member.
9: I see honourable high.
5: Oh, thank you very much, Coach uh, person. Um, I, uh, maybe what we could say is, uh, is that we welcome uh, uh, the report uh, by honourable Deputy uh, Minister Digi and the uh, the team, and uh, we. We regard it as a work in progress. Can uh,
9: raise your voice? Oh. budget.
5: Okay. Sorry. Sorry, chair. No, I was saying that uh, we should welcome the the, the report and uh, it's a work in progress uh, uh, report, um, and that uh, we we should uh, uh, be briefed uh, from time to time uh, with regard to the stages uh, of uh, refurbishing. Uh, uh, um, the, the sections or the the flaws uh, uh, that have been affected. So from time to time, uh, we, we should then uh, be briefed. But on the issue that is raised by Honorable uh, uh, Kaiso, we have received uh, um, uh, the uh, r- report uh, from Parliament uh, which covers some of the issues that you raised, including uh, the HR issues. Uh, it was uh, emailed to to members, but I think Metia uh, also uh, uh, responded uh, last week with regard to the issues of uh, health and safety committees. Uh, thank you, thank you very much. We
9: have lost you, honourable
2: member.
5: Hello.
9: My honourable, can anyone hear me? We can hear you today.
5: I don't know if then I've been heard.
9: We've lost the last part. I don't know whether it was the last part. Uh, please, uh, if you can just...
5: No, I was saying there uh, with regard to the issues that are raised by Honorable Kayiso uh, about uh, the Health and Safety Committee in Parliament. Uh, Mekiawa uh, responded to, to that issue mm-hmm. last week, but also the, there's a report uh, on the issues that uh, uh, we raised, that was uh, circulated or emailed to members uh, that include various issues, including the HR issues that uh, uh, we ask questions about. Thank you very much.
9: Thank you very much, honorable members. Those were the two comments. Co-Chair, would you like to say something? Co-chair, before I hand over for responses, would you like to make any impute? Okay. It seems like we've lost the co-chair as well. Um, work in progress. Public works, you'll still be um, expected to come and give us a progress update. We'll schedule meetings uh, as, as 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 we we, we progress. Um, if you can respond to issues raised and also explain why the costs are not are not reflected on your final report, um, thank you very much. Over to you. I'm not sure who's going to be responding.
12: Thank you, thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Um, I'll ask uh, my colleagues to respond. I think the main question is on the restoration costs, and we've noted the need to make regular visits to the committee to brief uh, the committee on progress. But with the restoration costs, I think I must first ask my colleagues to respond to that question. We do have a good sense about the, the total scope as well as the costs associated with that, so we can share that. Zwan Zwandile and uh, Tim can you please uh, respond to that question?
13: Uh, thank you very much, Acting DG. Uh, thank you, um, sorry. Thank you, Coach. Um, in respect of the cost, I think Tembeka has put up the cost. Uh, she can put it again. The cost there was about 10.7, but those costs excluded some of the items that we have agreed with parliament that public works will absorb. For example, the Im- movable infrastructure in the committee room that was destroyed, which uh, we've agreed that is a responsibility of public works. We are going to do the assessment and and come with the cost related to that. But uh, Tembeka has put those costs, if she can put them up, uh, everyone can see. Uh,
2: it's uh, 10. Point, uh, Thank you, Chair. And uh,
13: in respect of the questions um, of Honorable uh, Kaisa, uh, I, I and, and also Honorable Chai, I thought, uh, Chair, that those two matters, um, the issue of the safety uh, uh, committees and the report from the safety committees, which Honorable Chai has responded to it, that there was a report from Parliament, and, and also the element of um, further investigation being done I thought those two issues were referred to Parliament to, to do that investigation um, and, and and commission other bodies to do that investigation, if my understanding was correct, Chair. Thank you very much, Chair.
12: Mekka, you want to add before we end that? No, I'm
14: fine, Diji, thank you very much.
12: Thank you very much, sheperson That's all from our side on, on this particular item.
9: Okay, thank you. <laughs> members? Um, I don't see any further hands. We, we, we in agreement that this is work in progress, and that we'll be receiving, um, updates on, 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 on any achievements. Um, in the absence of further comments from members, I would want to propose that, uh, we then move to the next item, which is the renovations of of kitchens.
2: Thank you very much, Coach. Um Coachen,
12: yeah. we have the minister is here. Okay.
11: I I had already yes. made the, the
12: preface. Okay, we're good then, DM, DM, thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Luzai. you can kind of carry on.
13: Uh, thank you very much, Acting DG. Um, on the issue of the Kitchen Project uh, um, uh, co chain, uh, DM has already alluded to the process that we are following, um, followed the agreement between the two uh, executive authority that every project within parliament has to be signed off by both uh, executive authority. This is one project that is on that uh, process of being finalised between the two uh, executive authority. But we thought, uh, uh, Chair, that we we need to come with a very comprehensive uh, presentation, which is probably about 40 something slides, which talks to the detail and the technical aspect of, of this project. I will just do the pres- the, 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 the introduction of this, Tembeka will come on the technical side of the scope of work that needs to be done on the kitchens. This project che, um, was initiated about six or seven years ago. At the time of the initiation of the project, we estimated the cost of this project to be about 7 million. This relates to the refurbishment of the four kitchens, which is the National Assembly, the NCOP, which is on the older assembly side, between the old assembly and the NCOP, the ninety plane, the ninety plane, and the one in the Marks building. At that time, che, we the scope of work was kind of a limited so, scope of work. It didn't include the changing or of, of the equipments. It only talked about the casual reticulation of electrical wires, the changing of the kitchens to be compliant with regulations. Um, that were applicable at that time. Between that time and now, Chair, there's been a tremendous change, both on the compliance side, in terms of legislation, when it comes to handling of food and in, in the kitchen, how then your kitchen should be structured, what are the compliance related matters. Secondly, Chair, there's been, uh, during the consultation process, uh, we also invited the chefs to be part of the team to design and, and come with specification. Then there was a requirement for us to change the the equipments that way, because most of the equipments were outdated, they were old, um, they were not suitable for the refurbishment that we'll be doing on the kitchens. So the costs that are related to this, uh, at times people confuse that and think that they cover only one kitchen. I need to mention, Chair, that these are four kitchens. When we were doing the NCOP refurbishment, we included the kitchen that is in NCOP to be part of that project, which we have done the refurbishment. If chair, you'd remember there was a time when that kitchen was closed, um, which was a, a, at the time that we're doing the refurbishment of the NCOP project, which we're about to complete. But what was left out of that project was then the changing of the equipments uh, to be used. We, used the, we put the same equipments. So they have been included in this project to ensure that we change uh, those equipments. Tembeka, can you take us through the, the the specification and the scope of work and the technical aspect of that scope of work? Chair, it's a long, it's a long uh, presentation, um, but what Tembeka will present on the first, on the NA uh, kitchen is the same that is ap- applicable to all other kitchens. And it will give you the cost of each of those kitchens um, uh, 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 separately. And then we'll come at the end at the end with the consolidated cost. So, chair, through your permission, if um, if the members will allow, that if Temeka do the first presentation on NA, um, the other presentation are the same. But if the members want us to do and go through the whole slides, we can do that as well. Thank you very much, chair. Temeka, over to you.
14: Thank you very much, Mr. Sazon. Um, thank you very much, I think um, Mr. Sazone has summarised um, the extent of the scope, but I will just be going into much detail. Um, the first slide just depicts where the, the location of the four kitchens that this project entails. And then in terms of the, the background itself, we appointed the consultants in March, 2019. And during the briefing that was held in our offices in Cape Town, the user client was there, which is is represented by parliament. Um, The project managers and the the appointed consultants were part of the the brief. Um, The four kitchens as depicted and and mentioned earlier, this is the team of consultants that was appointed for the project. Then in terms of this actual scope um, in the National Assembly kitchen, now, we've had numerous meetings, as mentioned before, and there's, there's specific items that we had to, to cover in terms of um, the requirements from the, from the user, user client or from parliament. Now, we've started with the architectural scope of work. In the basement uh, part of the kitchen, we'll be replacing all the ceramic floor tiles. we would be looking and replacing the suspended um, ceilings. We would be we would be replacing and upgrading the lighting and the electrical electrical plugs, um, the wall tiles that are in the kitchens. We would be removing and replacing those. The cold uh, cold rooms and the freezer rooms would be also replaced. But we've got the design layout on the on the on the other slides. The deep freezers would be replaced. The new um, uh, exhaust fans in the kitchens, as you'd know, that there the, the must be proper ventilation in the in the kitchens for them to function properly. We'll be replacing and introducing the, the updated specifications in terms of the requirement. We'll be building on this specific kitchen, we'll be building a 1.2-meter wall in order to, to, to utilize or to, to, to create a functional space for the, for the specific kitchen. On the second floor, it's almost the same thing. We'll be replacing the floor tiles, the suspended ceilings. We'll be dealing with the lighting and also all the tiles that are in the walls and on the floor. And we would also be, be, be introducing the exhausting the exhaust um, fan in, in, the, in the kitchens. In terms of the pictures on the slides, we tried to introduce so that we can paint a specific picture to a person of the what we are talking about in these kitchens. This is the National Assembly Kitchen. On the left-hand side, that's the cooking area. There, you see the machine, the type of equipment that we are um, we will be replacing on this project. In the middle, the middle picture it is is talking to the freezer rooms that will also be replaced as part of the project. And on my right-hand side, we're looking at the preparation area, which will also be reconfigured to be suitable for the needs of Parliament. Now what they, what we've the way we structured the presentation, we are depicting the architectural work, the electrical work, and the mechanical work. Um, the electrical scope of work, I'm trying to summarize Sheperson will be dealing with the making the distribution boards compliant. Um, we would be changing um, the, the switch gears, we'll be changing the wiring and we would make the distribution boards compliant. It, this does not mean that they are not safe, but we will be upgrading them to meet the, 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 the latest um, sans requirement. In terms of the, the powers, we would be introducing power skirting so that you can have as many um, uh, power, power points in the, in, the, in, the, in the kitchen to make the space functional. And then we'll be replacing the outdated inefficient light fittings um, you would know, Chipperson, now, now we are all try, Every building that we are renovating, we, would ha- we have to put energy efficient lighting. And we have to make the, in fact, the energy efficient lighting comes in the form of LED fittings, which actually improve the, 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 the lighting in the spaces. So the lighting would be improved, but also the, there would be energy efficient lights. We will be providing power points for the workstations, electrical equipment, electronic services, and the mechanical services. So the points would be for the equipment itself, but also for the functioning of the, of the spaces for the workstations and any other um, electrical equipment that we would have in the, in the kitchens. We would install dedicated trays, trunking power, and power skettings for internal reticulation of the electronic services. And we would also have a, an additional emergency voice evacuation speakers um, They would be added to the existing system. You would know that in parliament, we have an existing system. So we would add this to the kitchen area so that they could also be in the, in the grid, in the system grid. We would also in, install additional fire detection devices in the existing system and we would provide wireways for the ICT infrastructure that needs to be installed, We for the access control and the intercom system and the intrusion detection system and the surveillance system. So we would create these wireways and then the system would be installed in the wireways because we are already working in that space. In terms of the mechanical scope of work, we are trying to make the kitchen functional. So the, the chefs have assisted our, our technical team on how to make the kitchens functional for their their daily use. Um, They they would like to optimize the functionality. So we have have taken all of those requirements into consideration. The kitchen canopy, the current one that is there is not um, adequate and it doesn't have the makeup, um, uh, uh, that's the fresh air installation into the kitchen. So we would be replacing that. Um, The extraction system we are replacing um, we are also um, going to to, to, to to deal with the drainage system. you would know with the kitchen you need to have the, the drains on the floor so that the spillage that comes in there can go through so we would be designing that and we're also um, uh, uh, there is a a, guest, a central gas insulation in Mark's building kitchen and 90 plane so we would be almost um, uh, synergizing the configuration of the of the gas system. And then in terms of the layout and the installation, we would be introducing new kitchen canopies, ducting fans. And then we'd also be creating new, or introducing a new makeup air system. We would be installing a new fire suppression in canopies. We would be inst- installing the new floor drains, there, as I've already indicated. We would move and reconnect the gas points to the new equipment. The cold freezer room um, and the external ins- insulation panels are damaged, so those would be also be dealt with. In terms of the seals, um, I think you can see the the freezer rooms have got um, the the freezer rooms. They've got these big doors. I think I've, I've indicated on the previous picture. So the seals to the doors, have uh, uh, they are all um, um, now finished. They are not functional anymore. So we would be making the, the new freezer, freezer doors and the freezer rooms to have the proper seals in order for them to function correctly because you are not supposed to be having air coming into the, um, the, the, the freezer rooms and the cold rooms. Um, this is just the rest of then the, 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 the mechanical scope of work. And then in terms of the design considerations, we've also in, just included this on the on the presentation: what SANS requirements that we are trying to address and SANS requirements that we need to, to comply with. So we've just, we've we've actually put in all the design consideration as part of the of the um, of the presentation so that. Um, you can understand or you can see how we have come to the sizes that have been depicted and what we are trying to comply with in terms of the current regulation. So we'll be dealing in terms of the mechanical scope. In fact, the, the bulk of the cost of these projects is on the mechanical work, electrical work, um, the kitchen equipment and the, the some of the, the smaller components that we need to replace in the, in the kitchens. In terms of the next um, um, kitchen, it's Mark's building. Um, The Mark's building kitchen, it also has the same or similar scope. Um, The differences, um, Jefferson would be on the sizes and also in terms of the functional spaces because you can see the precinct is is designed differently. So the functioning of these spaces would differ from, from one kitchen to another. In terms of the scope, we are also replacing the floor floors. We are dealing with the ceilings. We are dealing with the electrical plugs. We are also just changing the wall tiles. The freezer rooms are being um, replaced. Cold rooms are also being replaced. In this kitchen, we are also dealing with the sinks because they. I think you also only have one sink area where they have to wash off all the, the utensils from the kitchen. So we are introducing a double sink on this kitchen. In terms of the picture of the kitchen, you can immediately see the differences on the kitchens. On my left-hand side, um, the extraction system that I was talking about, Sheperson, is what it's that V that you can see from the top we would be replacing that because it's supposed to extract the hot steam from the pots and take it outside and bring in um, uh, fresh air into the into the kitchen and the drainage would be introduced in that area because when you've got big pots in the kitchen the drainage must actually happen on the spot because you can't pick up that pot and take it to the sink so yes. everything must happen within that space so a person
9: will be. Interrupt. yes ma'am now give us the pictures we see we see now a full picture of yourself, as opposed to the pictures that you are talking to. If you can make it the other way around.
14: Oh. Okay, chairperson, noted. Let me see. Okay, thank you. Uh, is is it better if I do it like that, chairperson,
9: or must my face remain on the screen? Your face is not is no longer there. Give us the pictures, and then give us a break of your face for now. We've seen you. We love you. Give us uh, more of the pictures now. Don't worry about your face. We've seen your face. Okay. We are more on on following uh, 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 the pictures.
15: Okay, can you see the
14: pictures clearly now, Choperson uh,
9: They're still small, if you can... if you can... repeatly they're appearing on my far right. I'm not sure... I'm not sure with members, with other members. But on my PC, they're not... they're not visible at all, they're small. And appearing on my far right.
5: You can see it, uh, Coach.
9: Oh, it means, I'm using an outdated... It's fine, (laughs) let's continue, if members can see, it's fine.
14: Okay, okay, And this is the Max Building kitchen. Um, the the left hand side um, is the is the is the cooking area. I've already explained the extraction system and that equipment that we would be replacing because you can see actually that that equipment is a little outdated. In terms of the middle uh, the middle picture, that's the preparation area that preparation area would be reconfigured in terms of what we we have um, consulted with the chefs to be. So we've got a layout. Um, our presentation was actually quite, quite bulky because we even had the drawings installed in this presentation, but it, it didn't work in terms of sending it out and the pictures were not looking very great on the, on the presentation slides. So that's the preparation area. You can see the little equipment, pieces of equipment that are, are on the prep area. Um, we would also be replacing some of that. Then in terms of the coffee area, I think on the presentation we've mentioned, you can see that that space also needs to be reconfigured to person a little bit. So in terms of the the Max building kitchen, we are dealing with the, 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 those are just some of the pictures, but the kitchen is much bigger um, than what you see on the screen. In terms of the electrical work, the scope is similar to the previous kitchen I presented on. And then in terms of the mechanical work, the, the scope is also similar. And we have also included the SANS requirement. We have to, we have to comply with SANS 10, 10252, 10252 and then and, and SANS 10400 when it comes to the design considerations for the mechanical work. But we have, we have depicted all the requirements and the considerations on the presentation. And those are some of the calculations to show Um, the pipe sizing and the sizes that we will be using in terms of the designs that we have already um, consolidated for the the project. Um, On the mechanical work, we're dealing with the refrigeration, we're dealing with the HVAC, we would be dealing with the drainage system and we'll be dealing with the refrigeration. These are just some of the pictures as well. You can see where the 10 10 litre geyser that is, is feeding the sink that, that uh, installation is now updated, but we would be installing a proper a proper uh, installation, Giza installation that, it, that would be on a, on a safe space for that kitchen. In terms of the, the drainage, these are some of the, the pipings that we would be replacing in the kitchen. You can see the mixer and the, the drain materials on my, on my, on my right hand side. I'm trying to just make the pictures bigger so that we can see them. Um, You can also see some of the drains. That installation is outdated, and I'm sure it's coming um, from from way back when the kitchen was done, and perhaps at the time it complied. But with the new building regulations and the the SANS requirements, we have to reconfigure some of these installations. These are some of the water points. On figure nine, that's the water supply point. We would be um, uh, fixing that installation and, and, and make it compliant. In terms of the fire extinguisher, Chairperson, the regulations call for the fire extinguisher to be 1.5 meters high. Um, the level must be from, uh, from 1.5 meters high from the floor. Um, that fire extinguisher almost looks like it's hidden away. And if something happens, a a person would would struggle to get to that area. So we would be um, trying to create um, a a, a more convenient and compliant um, space when it comes to Mark's building kitchen. In terms of 90 Plain Street, the scope, um, it it consists of the ground and the first floor. And even with those areas, we would be reconfiguring the the kitchen to suit the requirements from, from parliament. Um, in terms of the scope of work, we are dealing with the flooring, we'll be, it will be, we'll be also uh, replacing the ceilings, lighting and electrical plugs, the existing wall tiles will be replaced, the cold freezers will be re- re- replaced and the sizing of the freezers is also um, done in conjunction with the consultation from parliament and the, and the parliament chefs. That we're um, talking to the professional team that we have appointed. So both those um, areas would be would be addressed something similar to what we have uh, presented on the previous slides, Sheperson. This is the 90-plane um, kitchen. If you can see the, the preparation area, um, they, they, we have reconfigured um, that area in terms of the design that we have now, the design, the new design layout to make it also functional for the, for the daily use um, by, the, by the chefs and the kitchen staff. In, on this, the central picture, that's the steel staircase that we have now also um, redesigned in order to make it compliant. You can see that doesn't actually look very um, user friendly or safe because now a staff member must actually carry a hot pot and go up and down all hot items, but it doesn't look functional. So we have redesigned that staircase. And on my uh, uh, right-hand side, that's the dishwashing area. We have also reconfigured that um, dishwashing area and we have made it um, to meet and suit the requirements um, from, from parliament. Then Chaperson, in terms of the, I've, I'm trying to summarize as much as I can. Um, okay, then in terms of the of the of the electrical scope, it's it's similar to the to the scope that we dealt with in the previous kitchens. But obviously due to the size and the the requirements of each kitchen have been have been uh, separated in terms of the needs in terms of the mechanical scope of work we are dealing with the wet services the domestic uh, water storage has uh, there's been no real issues with the domestic water storage the hot water we are we are we are also making it compliant the plumbing we are dealing with the piping issues that have showed you in the previous slide um, we would also be, be um, addressing in this project. And these are some of the calculations that we have used on this kitchen. We are also dealing with the issue of ventilation like the other kitchens and the fire protection equipment. And these are the considerations that we have had. And we have more pictures, um, um when it comes to the, the, the 90 Plain Street kitchen the escape the fire escape door is not compliant it has a lock uh, it's supposed to have a push bar we would be addressing that on the project this is a fire suppression system we'll also be be uh, making that compliant um those are just some of the items that are obstructing the doors and uh, i think those have been addressed in with by the maintenance team in parliament then in terms of the 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 doors um for the for the current um freezer and cold rooms they are they've got some damages to the checker plates and the floor finishes are not are not working so well um this is the cold room we're also having some issues there on the right hand side choppers that's that's your freezer room the space is not adequate and you can see how your um how the food is being um, packaged or packed or stacked in that kitchen so we are in that freezer room so we would be And enhancing the size of the freezer room in order for it to cater adequately for um, the members of parliament. And then these are just some of the pictures to show you how the the pipes and the pipe installation are looking like at the moment. The rubber seals on the doors that have have been worn out. And you can also see that the panels that have been damaged on the figure 23, where we need to, uh, we would be addressing them um, uh, in the project as well. And then in terms of the NCOP kitchen, I think Mr. Sazon indicated we had extensive engagement with the two teams, the NCOP uh, uh, project team and the current team. Initially, when the project was supposed to be um, um, implemented, it was supposed to coincide with the with the the, final, the the completeness of the kitchen in the NCOP so that we can install the equipment, the new equipment in the NCOP in this project. Because initially the NCOP kitchen was supposed to be just the normal renovation. So the project did not cater for the replacement of the kitchen equipment with the NCOP project. So um, this project is supposed to then address the issue of the equipment to replace the equipment because some of the equipment is outdated. We have tried to service some now so that the kitchen can be functional. But with this project, we would be replacing the kitchen equipment in the NCOP. Um, This kitchen no longer looks um, the way that it looks on the presentation because the kitchen has been reconfigured to meet the needs and the requirements of, um, of parliament. Now, in terms of the cost estimate um, Chairperson, we have broken down the cost um, um, per kitchen. The National Assembly kitchen is, is the cost is about five point two million. The Max Building kitchen, you can see the size of that big, kitchen is much bigger, and the Ninety Plain Street, the Max Building kitchen would be costing um, seven point one million and 90 plain street will cost 6.8 million the ncop kitchen because it's only the replacement of the kitchen equipment it will cost um, the department about 958000 then in terms of the 3.5% that we have set aside as contingencies the total cost of the project itself would be 21.5 which is excluding vat and the cost um, escalation and the fees but in terms of the final total project cost when you add the contingencies. Excuse me. When you when you add the escalation, pre tender escalation and post tender escalation, and you add VAT and the fees, the total project cost will be um, twenty nine point eight million. We can round it off to thirty million. Um, I think we have indicated before um, that the program that you have on the presentation is not there. It's not the updated program until the endorsement of the project has been concluded. Then the department and the professional team will update this program accordingly so that we can have a recent uh, tender date. But this was the program that we were working towards at the time. Cheperson, um, as a conclusion, the project is on hold until the endorsement and the approvals have been granted for the department to continue um, with the implementation of the project. Uh, thank you very much, Cheperson.
12: Thank you very much, uh, <laughs> Tim We Cheperson, you had one point there that we're dealing with the four kitchens and the entire purpose of this particular program is to make the four kitchens functional and compliant. Uh, however, the scope is, is very flexible in terms of what is required. In the department, we had what we call the sketch plan stage. We've got the plans and the designs uh, and it's subject to the approval, of course, of the executive authority. Uh, and the main cost drivers are the equipment, as well as mechanical and electrical installations. So uh, that's just the background, the chairperson, but ultimately we'll be directed by our user, which is the executive of parliament on how to proceed with this particular project. Uh, thank you very much, Chair. Let's hand back to yourself.
9: Thank you very much. Can you, can you go to your last, your last slide? Last, last slide. I think that's where I, I want to start. With my comments. Last slide of the presentation. Yeah, that the project is on hold until such time that the final endorsement and approval is granted for the department to proceed with the implementation. I, I just wanted to reiterate this, uh, this statement uh, that uh, today's, uh, that's fine thank you, that uh, today's meeting, it's not in any way giving the department a go ahead. Um, we just needed more information and clarity on this matter of uh, kitchen uh, upgrades. Can you close the presentation? It's fine. Yeah, that um, we, we're not in any way giving you a go ahead to continue. Um, until that, uh, such time that we reach consensus on this matter. I've listened to your, I think it's 35 uh, slides of your presentation. And uh, the only time you mentioned a safety, a safety measure or a safety compliance is on the door in the NCOP kitchen and the stairs in the i'm not sure whether it's in the old assembly not old is it old assembly the stairs in the old assembly so those are the two uh, areas where you have mentioned issues of compliance but throughout the presentation it is just about upgrading uh if those stores are still in a good working condition why should we upgrade why should we use uh, public funds to to modernize kitchens Especially during the pandemic, I mean, it's not even forty percent of members who go to parliament, and we don't know how long are we going to be operating like this. So I, I just wanted to say that uh, we, we 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 understand and we know the the economic situations that we are facing in the country. Earlier on, we had treasury presenting on challenges facing. Uh, the budget uh, of parliament. So budget of parliament can be used uh, in more productive uh, ways, especially constituency work, uh, making sure that we service our constituencies and we, 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 we hold the executive accountable, uh, but not necessarily uh, promoting uh, upgrading of kitchens. If if it is not broken, why fix it? If stoves are not broken, if those uh, sinks and, and 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 coffee machines are still operating, they're functional. I think that there won't be any any hurry for us to then say a public works must go in and and fix 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 those those pipes and 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 those those things. Um. There's a slide on consultants. You just flicked it, and then you just said those are the, the consultants that were appointed. Can, can you give us the scope of work for, for, for the consultants? And can you also tell us how much uh, have has been spent for consultants uh, to undertake this work? My question will also then go back to the previous presentation. Did you use consultants? Uh, because it would look like the scope would be more or less, more more or less the same. Did you do lo- use the uh, consultants for the pre- previous project that you just presented to us? Uh, you can you can respond on that one in writing. It's fine, but on this one, please give us a breakdown uh, of 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 the consultancy fees and uh, their scope of work. Members, I will open comments i know it is not for the first time that we are dealing with this matter can we get hands clarity seeking questions uh comments and recommendations if there are any members are you there Uh, i'm the the only one in this meeting are you there
10: Yes, okay. Marie.
9: can we get comments or sharp.
5: I think the, the, perhaps the challenge on our part with regard to the understanding of the World Project is the, our role as well as the role of the executive authority. It could be that uh, the discussion has been with the executive authority and uh, also the endorsement and approval will be at that level. Uh, So maybe there should be clarity around that that aspect. Perhaps uh, maybe uh, acting secretary can come in and uh, clarify um, so that we don't say they should go ahead, they should not go ahead yet uh, uh, that will be out of our scope or jurisdiction. It's a matter between the executive authority and uh, Department of Public Works uh, and Infrastructure. Uh, but also the the costs involved in refurbishing will they come from Parliament budget or they will come from uh, the, the Department of uh, Public Works and uh, uh, Infrastructure? Thanks.
9: Thanks, Honorable Khai. Definitely, this is uh, uh, out of our mandate. The executive authorities will have to give uh, a way forward on this matter. Members, any further takers? Okay. I support Member Marshall?
15: Yes, ma'am. I I definitely support what uh, the latter speaker has said, that uh, uh, we... We 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 need to know the scope or our mandate as the committee because our work is to recommend. So I think the executive authority has the powers to to report to us on what is it that they're they going to do in the next meeting. I will suggest that let's pack it for the next meeting when the executive authority is around so that they can be able to help us. In making sure that we understand the decision we are taking. Because most of the
11: time our work is to recommend and do oversight on what they implement. Thank
9: you, members. Okay, ma'am Jawa.
15: Thank, thank you <clears throat> thank you chairperson um I I do I, I do un- hear the the members and I think um, the presentations are done to yourselves ex- 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 obviously as an oversight committee however what then happens is as we briefed last week I think um, my colleague acting DG we did say we have a minister to minister if I were to say conversations and discussions on the scope the value and the need, and we also include the risk in case and there's no, what's the word there's no fixing of those areas. So such a presentation will then go to a meeting which is set out between the speaker, the chair, the minister and the deputy minister. And of course, at that level, the budget sits with with, um, DPW. Then the DG is able to actually say, in fact, these estimates or these costs are in line with the market, they can be justified. Then in that meeting, we are able to say, what if we do not invest this much in correcting some of the things that have been found not to be safe in the institution? Because a lot of those things, honorable members, are as a result of long, what can I say, poor maintenance and also the as a result of the the old buildings, some of these buildings are hundred years old plus. So the whole system there and the the, the, the the utilities and the facilities there are really, really old. So I would say chairperson, uh, honorable members that this type of presentation goes to the EA together with the ministry, minister and deputy minister. And then we discuss the risks. And then of course, where where public works has already budgeted it means they would have attached that to the app that would have been approved by parliament um so those are all the things that come into play for the presiding officers to say yes we should proceed um but i also want to say honorable members if you realize there are certain things and i agree that there are certain things that we'll have to do otherwise we'll be in trouble uh, like completing and making sure that our chefs are Uh, um, safe. Of course, we do have the context of COVID uh, and that the most of the facilities currently are not used at the intensity that they were used uh, before, before COVID. And those are all the matters that we put into the discussions with the executive authority and they make a decision informed by all those factors. Thank you so much.
9: Uh, can I now hand over to you the department?
12: Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Okay. The Acting Secretary has, uh, has dealt with some aspects of the of the project. I'll ask Tembeka uh, and Dile to deal with all the technical responses, the use of the consultants, for example, as well as uh, issues of budget um, and how we're dealing with that. Colleagues, if you could please clarify that.
13: You can come in, Temega, yeah, consultants. We still
0: um, expect the videos to be opened. Fazel doesn't open his his uh, video when he speaks. Uh, thank you very much, Chairperson. In terms of
14: the consultants um, for the old assembly, Chairperson, maybe my, my, I must I must start with that one. The, the presentation that we did, we have used our internal professionals to conduct the assessment. So we had our, in fact, it's the young professional architect that has been scoping the project, but she's professionally registered. We have a chief um, construction project manager leading the team. We also have um, a young professional electrical engineer, a young professional mechanical engineer, but they are being um, um, supervised by our registered engineers. And we also had our professionally registered QSs that have been um, scoping and costing the project. But for this project, we have appointed a similar um, a, a, a similar approach in terms of the the, the the disciplines that we need, but we had to go by, to go out in the market because when we can't um, uh, when, we, when we can't execute the projects internally, we then augment the, the capacity of the department by appointing consultants. So on this project we have appointed architects that are serving as uh, uh, principal agents. We've appointed a quantity surveying company, we've appointed an electrical engineering company, and a mechanical engineering company. And um, a structural engineer has not yet been appointed. Hence, we utilized um, the services of our internal structural engineers to design that 90 plane street staircase that I I was alluding to earlier. In terms of the cost, Chairperson, we had an open tender process. So the consultants were appointed based on how they had the price that they offered to the department. Combined, the cost of the consultant fees at the time was sitting at 1.2 million. To date, the project is at a completed design stage, which is waiting for the final approval from the department on confirmation by the user that we can proceed. So we have paid the consultants about 208,000 uh, to date, because the project is on hold. There has been no further movement in terms of the work that the consultants need to do. Uh, thank you very much, Jefferson. I think I've answered your questions.
12: Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Jefferson. Mr. Sazona, you got anything to add? Are we done?
13: Uh, I don't have anything to add. Thank you
12: yes chairperson uh, thank you very much uh, i think we're done from side.
11: thank you very much i'm, I'm still i'm still here in chess
12: no no the dm okay. the, 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 i mean the, the officials are done <laughs> Not, no, not not the entire thing yet oh okay
9: uh over to you thank dm you.
11: thank you my, uh,
9: before you come in dm Okay. I think maybe at a later stage, uh, as we progress, the issue of consultancy fee will be broadened. I'm not satis- quite satisfied with the with the response. Over to you, uh, DM. I just wanted to make that uh, comment. That comment to be recorded and to be noted. Okay. No,
11: thank you, thank you, Honourable Chairperson, and your co-chair. For me, it's it's uh, especially on 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 the last part. Um, I I do want to. I'm I'm trying to to look for the correct words to use. Um, I I do want to. Um. what i don't want to say to beg what is the other word for that but to to to, to yes please. Indulgence.
12: To plead, indulgence
2: yes indulgence, yes. To, plead,
12: indulgence.
11: <laughs> to to plead with the honorable members that uh, for me the the fact that this project a uh, is on hold. And if we look at the equipment, the setups, the, the, the machinery being used, the equipment being used is, is almost archaic. The, the risk associated with that is the fact that we will at some point find ourselves in a situation where, when those uh, very old uh, equipment ceases to function, um, and it stops at a critical time when the house is in full session, uh, and when we need those, uh, that, that equipment in, in full use, you find that uh, you would be told there are no parts, in the country because this is very old. Those are the risks that we, we, we face when we work with uh, equipment like this ones. So I would want to make that plea to say, for me, continuing uh, with this project um, soonest, especially utilizing the opportunity presented by lockdown and uh, COVID-19, that there are no people physically working in parliament now. It would be advantageous uh, to parliament. Remember, we are now uh, vaccinating the nation, expecting a full swing next year. And if we were to do all this work now that it is quiet, it would help us to keep it first within the budget uh, or the estimated cost. But secondly, it will help us. I'm trying to integrate the, the, the finance part as well as the part that says, why fix it if it's not broken? Because with the archaic nature of the equipment being used, once it is broken, it will it will... Be very difficult to replace at a time when you need it most. So for me, if we could um, understand and um, take advantage of COVID for the project to proceed such that by the time we get on full swing, we don't have to talk about kitchens. It would be for me working at our advantage. Both financially, but also in terms of uh, the very um, sexual work environment. But also, you you nobody becomes happy um, to to use old machinery when they are modern materials. It can, it, it it I mean the, the work environment becomes uh, a bit uh, tedious and. Um, we know it from our own house. Nobody wants to stay with uh, archaic uh, equipment, much as at times it would be functional. But you would also want, to because with new machinery uh, or equipment, there are new uh, benefits of uh, optimal uh, functionality. I, I thought I needed to just uh, raise that point. But on the on the issues of uh, the cost and what I leave that to, to the officials because at times we tend to take uh, or to, to 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 respond on issues that really are not ours. We we don't procure as as uh, the executive uh, particularly. And at times, when we comment on the issues of the cost, you find officials later on hiding behind that you, you, you as the executive authority, um, what had a say in, in, in a procurement matter. So I, I really don't normally answer on, on issues of procurement. But for me, I'm only looking at uh, what advantages are there, but also understanding that we still have to go and interact with the executive authority of parliament um, for, for the final say. But when the kitchens are not functional and everybody is, is back at work, um, that also is going to be another... Uh, face, what egg on the face of the department, because then once those equipment are not working or the kitchens are not in order, the the, the immediate response is public works is not doing, public works talked about this long time ago and public works never uh, acted or they said they are doing it up until now it's not done. So those also are also other pressures that the department finds itself, which we, we really need to find a way to mitigate. Um, yeah, I, I thought that I needed to just uh, make that comment. Thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. And thanks for affording us the opportunity to present to the committee. Thank you.
9: Thank you, DM. And thanks to your team as well. For availing themselves uh, for two executive consecutive uh, weeks, uh, we really appreciate uh, be for we really appreciate your your response um, to the second invitation. Though it was a short notice, this is work in progress. We will allow the executive authorities and 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 and, and members of the executives. To further deliberate on this matter and we shall be guided by their responses. On that note, members, I think that we can release the department and deal with the minutes, approval of minutes. Are we still forming a quorum, uh Cindy? No. Thank you, GM. you are excused?
11: Thank you, thank you, honorable members. Enjoy your weekend.
12: Thank you very much, Chairperson, honorable members. Thank you.
9: Chairperson, um, with regards to the minutes and the reports, Mr. Singh and Mr. Hadebe have left the meeting to attend to other commitments. So at the moment, we don't form a quorum. Okay, if that is the case, then I would want to propose that in the next meeting, before we can uh, consider any item, we'll then have to deal with the minutes. Um, We've been postponing them for for forever now. It's for for the third time that we are postponing them. This morning, we were correcting, but we had to give uh, space to other important agenda items. I would want to say that, Cindy, we we then schedule the meeting 15 minutes uh, before we can allow for any presentation, so that then we allow that first 15 minutes to deal with the quorum, while, I mean, to deal with the minutes while, while we're still forming a quorum. So on that note, I want to pause and check with the co-chairperson if there is anything that she would like to, to say before I officially close the meeting co-chair oh it seems we've also lost the co-chair person on that note thank you very much members uh, Mem and for always being part of this uh, committee uh, support staff Cindy and your team from parliament and Support staff from different co- political uh, parties, uh, caucus, caucus, caucus staff. Thank you very much for for for, for, for the work that you do uh, behind the curtains for this committee to be successful. So far, I think we are doing well as a committee. Uh, we've been able to thank you, Coach successfully uh, hosting our meetings as scheduled. Uh, Thank you very much, members. Enjoy your weekend. And please be safe. We are still under lockdown regulations. Follow all the precautionary measures. Goodbye. I love you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Sweet (laughs) Jefferson.